Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, TFA fam? Welcome into another edition another production of the fantasy authority podcast today we're going to be hitting on the wide receiver rankings for week 16 before we jump into it please be sure to hit that subscribe button first of all christmas season holiday season you're giving to us but we're also giving back to you the tfa fam we have a an assigned Allen robinson jersey waiting for you all you got to do hit that subscribe button we're going to be giving that away this Sunday, December 27th at 11 a.m. whenever we go live for the Week 16 Fantasy Game Day show. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and make sure you tune in on Sunday morning to see if you are the lucky winner of said Allen Robinson jersey. And we're only going to be holding on to that for you for 48 hours. So you'll have until Tuesday to hit us up to get in contact with us if uh, if you are indeed the winner also giving away uh, some T-shirts, maybe a couple of other things. We're going to see what we can wrangle up for for you guys. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into this. Uh, you know, got lineups to set. Got to make sure everything is, is looking right, looking tight. So let's look at the, the wide receiver ones for this week. If this is the first time you're checking us out, the way this is going to work, you're going to read over Kevin's rankings for week 16 I'm going to be looking at the rankings from Fantasy Pros Consensus just to give a little bit little bit of a balance to the conversation. So Kev's rankings for the wide receiver ones are as follows. Devontae Adams sitting at the top spot. Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, and Bobby trees running things out with the uh the wide receiver ones obviously just you know not a lot of surprising names on here but kev who are some of the wide receiver ones that you just want to mention for week 16 yeah i don't think that we can really go and do this list without talking about uh two rookie wide receivers actually um justin jefferson and brandon Ayuk. uh first i want to talk about Justin jefferson which I, it has been so fun to watch him this year. He was somebody in the pre-draft process and after the draft that I absolutely loved. He was one of my favorite wide receivers in this entire class, and uh, he is really bold this year. And I think you can. I mean, I don't even. It doesn't even need to be said. Like he's definitely the best rookie wide receiver to this point of the season. As has played that you know the most consistent football all year, and you know this week they they get a matchup against the Saints, which this isn't the best matchup for Justin Jefferson. I will say that the Saints have been a decent uh, against the pass this year. But if you really look at it, I mean, over the past four weeks, Justin Jefferson is sixth in weighted opportunity rings, fifth in air yards, has a thirty percent target share over that span, and on the season he's twelfth among wide receivers in target share. Uh, it is a bit, like I said, it's a bit ma- a tougher of a matchup. But with, with his opportunity that he is seeing and, and the amount of touches or the amount of targets that he's seeing every single week, it's really hard uh, to play. 
play not to not play this dude. And his upside is so high. I like I said, I absolutely love Justin Jefferson this week. I think he can roast Marshawn Lattimore or any other corner in that and that as long as the, you know they give the, that offensive line, which has been pretty good this year, uh time for Kirk Cousins. I think Justin Jefferson and like I said, I have him as a solid RB or wide receiver one. Brandon Ayuk has been a fucking baller, uh, especially over the la- over the course of the last uh, five or six games. Um, I think he's scored now. It's either five or six straight weeks of at least twenty fantasy points. And you know, just, and if you look saw the season, despite missing um, three games this season, Ayuk continues, like I said, to ball. He's thirteenth in fantasy points per game at sixteen point four. He's racked up fifty nine receptions, seven hundred thirty three yards, and seven touchdowns. Like I said, by while missing three games already, um, he's seen twenty four percent of the team's targets on the season. He's also eleventh in weighted opportunity rating and 30 and he also accounts for 38 percent of the air yards over the last four weeks uh, arizona certainly an offense that you can exploit they allow the 11th most fantasy points to the wide receivers so absolutely love brandon Ayuk. i probably could even had him a little bit higher here but i think whether it's brandon Ayuk or justin jefferson this week you start them with confidence both of these dudes have been ballers this year and i am you know, it's been a really fun year, at least for a lot of these rookie wide receivers. There's been some highs and some lows. C.D. Lamb is another one. I think, you know, next year we can see more from guys like Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy, guys like that. Um, I think Henry Ruggs is pretty much who Henry Ruggs is. But regardless of that, I, I do think that both these guys have been fun to watch. And I think you can start them both with confidence this week. Yeah, man. Brendan Ayuk at least 17 and a half points in six straight games. The worst game he had was that 17 and a half in week seven, and he was uh, wide receiver 20. Since then, wide receiver 6, 13, 14, 10, and 6. So he's been, a, he's been a lot of fun to watch this year. The guy that I want to talk about, just real quick before we move on to wide receiver 2, is like I said, we don't need to spend a lot of time on these guys. But the jersey we're giving away, Mr. Allen Robinson. We, we just got to give props. We just have to let this let this sit for a little bit, just to just to realize how good that he has been all year, you know, d- despite the quarterback play that that he has had to suffer through, which unfortunately is just the the story of his career. I think we're gonna have to you know start a GoFundMe or or an online petition to get him a uh, a real quarterback for the first time in his career, uh, you know, going into next season. But anyway. A-Rob has at least 70 yards in every game except three, at least five catches in all of his games except three as well. Uh, gets Jacksonville this week, who's giving up the ninth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. They're giving up the seventh most receiving yards on the year, and they are tied with the Raiders for the fourth most receiving touchdowns. So I, I, I'm just here for a week 16 just absolute explosion spot from Allen Robinson. So let's go ahead and move move over on to the wide receiver twos for the week, kicking things off at wide receiver 13. Terry McLaurin, who you were high on last week, went 7-4-77, I believe, followed by DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry, Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, Corey Davis, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin, Marvin Jones, and Juju, get my shit rocked, Smith, Schuster, and wide receiver 24. Kev, uh, go ahead and speak on some of these wide receiver twos who you are interested in for week 16 championship week. Yeah, first I want to talk about Corey Davis. Um, I think that, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, while everybody started to quickly get back on board with or was 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 
gaining steam for Corey Davis, even though we had talked about him a lot, that, you know, he'd been one of the most consistent wide receivers of the year. It's funny because when it seemed like like his uh, – where everybody wanted to play him was the – and then, you know, he kind of had a down week a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago, and people just soured on him. And like, you know, we got some comments, oh, I'm not playing him ever again. You know, he had a bad week. Yeah, uh, week 14 against Jacksonville – where he only had 4.4 fantasy points, which was 85th among all wide receivers. But it was also a game against Jacksonville. They controlled that game. They crushed them. They didn't have to throw the ball very much. It really wasn't a Corey Davis problem. It was a game skip problem. But then we go last week against Detroit, where he bounces right back for four for 110 and a touchdown for 21 fantasy points. So uh, Corey Davis has been a monster this year. He has been excellent. He has been somebody that I would consider another one of those guys that you could probably consider a little bit of a league winner, somebody that's really helped you this year. You likely either A, drafted him like the 13th, 14th round of your drafts, or you picked him up off waivers. I mean, the guy has been as consistent as they come. He only has two games this year that are sub double-digit games, which was uh, week nine against Chicago, where he had zero, and then the week 14 game against Jacksonville. Other than that, he has scored double-digit fantasy points in every single game this year. Just love to see it. Love to see the bounce back. You know, the contract year is undefeated for Corey Davis, who's who's going to be a free agent after this year. But um, So I like Corey Davis quite a bit um, in this matchup. Going against Green Bay, I think you have to figure that Jair Alexander will likely shadow A.J. Brown on the outside, allowing Corey Davis to soak up most of the targets. Like I said, over the last four weeks, he has 22% of the targets, 31% of the air yards. He's averaged 15.2 fantasy points per game, which is 17th in the league, and he's first in routes per yard or yards per route run, which is one of the most metrics to look at in terms of what, you know wanting to know about efficiency and things like that in terms of wide receiver. And he's also sixth in fantasy points per target. So uh, Green Bay is 18th in pass DVOA, so you can certainly throw on them. So this is a Sunday night football game. It should be a lot of fun, Titans and Packers. And um, I think Corey Davis should eat in this matchup. So I like Corey Davis a lot. The other one I want to talk about really quick is Deontay. I know a lot of people were really nervous about Deontay and wanting to play him. You know, was he going to get benched? Is something going to happen here? And, you know, he came through for us uh, if you played him. You should have played him because the guy is just consistently the highest target getter on that offense. He bounced back. Now, it wasn't a fan. I mean, it wasn't the best game you've ever seen from him, but he still went eight for 59 in a score, which was uh, good for about 20 fantasy points last week. Look, the, the, the thing that you can almost lock in for him is those targets. He is going to continue to get peppered with targets. This Steelers offense is so maddening. They continue to just hammer these short and intermediate routes over and over and over again. It seems like almost every play, Deontay comes over, you know, on a slant across the middle, and that's where they try to get the ball into him in space. And so he is a very low ADOT guy. The dude certainly has the speed to be a deep threat, but as of for this year, the way they're using him, but he's wrapping, racking up a lot of receptions that way. And so he's not going to be a guy that's probably going to get you 150 receiving yards, but he's a guy that can get you eight to 10 receptions and definitely a, a scorer because they do look for him, you know, inside the red zone as well. So Deontay is a tougher matchup against Indy, but Indy's, I think Indy's secondary is a little bit of a fraud. I know people love, the Colts defense and all this other stuff. But I think the Colts defense can be had. Now, can this Steelers offense do anything against this? I don't know. But I do like Deontay because of that steady volume that he's going to get. I'm not worried about him getting benched or anything like that happening. So I think you can start Deontay also with confidence. So what I'm going to touch on real quick before we move over to the wide receiver threes for the week. I'm glad to see that you have him a little bit higher. You have him at wide receiver 15, and that is Mike Evans on Fantasy Pro's consensus rankings. He's wide receiver 18 as of this recording. 
And I, I'm just glad to see that there is some respect being put on this man's name. He was left for dead multiple times this year. At the beginning of the year during draft season, it was the you know Chris Godwin slot narrative, and that's who Tom Brady was going to favor. And then they went and got Antonio Brown. And as soon as that happened, you know, I, I think we might have even said it. You know, hopefully Mike Evans balls out this week. If he does, you get rid of him for for redraft anyway. Dynasty is a, is a different animal, but you know he, despite only having three wide receiver one weeks this season, he's still sitting in wide receiver sixteen on the year, and that's playing in a you know a really a disappointing offense for what our hopes were for for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the season. Obviously, Godwin there, A. B. for the past few weeks. He has more touchdowns than Godwin, Gronk, and A.B. combined. And now he gets Detroit. Just an absolute dumpster fire. The only concern here is kind of what we saw last week potentially happening where, you know, whether Stafford's injury flared up again and they pulled him or they just pulled him because they were just getting boat raced. Either way, that, that would be the the only concern here is that they, they just jump out to a lead. They don't need to pass. And, you know, that would be the only thing I, that would, I think, hold Mike Evans back from giving you a wide receiver two week this week. But if you have him, you're, you're plugging him in and you're starting him with, with confidence. So we'll go, go ahead and move things over to wide receiver threes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kicking things off here, Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Curtis Samuel, Russell Gage, Rashard Higgins, Marquise Brown, and Kiki Cutie. Wrapping things up at wide receiver 36 here. Who are some of the wide receiver threes that you're excited about this week? Yeah, I want to hit on three guys. One I want to talk about. They're kind of in the same vein a little bit. It's Mari Cooper. I guess Mari Cooper and, and Tyler Lockett. Where, you know, if you look um, at like Amari Cooper, for example, over the last three weeks, we've we've kind of seen his targets uh, tick down some, despite the fact that his snap share is, is basically staying the same. But uh, he got nine targets week 13, five targets week 14, and three targets last week against San Francisco. Obviously, those are pretty tough matchups. I don't know if you were going to say, well, wait, what? Cincinnati's not a tough matchup. William Jackson has been, has played really, really well this year and has been a really good corner this year. So um, that, that is a trouble. But regardless, I, last week it was a complete dud. He scored 2.3 fantasy points, uh, two receptions on three targets. However, if you go back prior to that, you have to go all the way back to week eight was the last time that he scored less than double-digit fantasy points. So he's been a strong producer. This week they do get Philly, and like I said – Philly's secondary is fucking atrocious. Okay, um, there. I it, I don't care if they have Darius Slay or not. Darius Slay has been hand, has been torched for most of the season, and I think he maybe he just faked an injury just so he didn't have to go against any of these. And I think I think he faked an injury just so he didn't have to see DeAndre Hopkins last week because I mean he's just been getting peppered over and over again. Regardless of that, I think Amari Cooper makes for a strong play. I thought about having him as a wide receiver too, but I do think he's a high end wide receiver three at the very least. And then Tyler Lockett has been 
pretty fucking disappointing, to be honest with you, I think, for most fantasy uh, owners because he just hasn't been, you know, getting you those. I mean, he's been like decent is the best way you could put it. Like last week, 7.4, not good. 10.2, 12.3, 5.3 the week before that. 21.7 is the last week where he was at least a wide receiver two, and but he was a wide receiver one on that week. And then you have to go back before that, 11.6, 8, 7.3. The monster performance of 53, where he scored, it was number one, obviously, 8.4, 5.9, 37, 19.7, 17.2. Now, some of this stuff correlates with the fact that the, the, the Seahawks have really been throttling down how much they throw the ball, and that's kind of hurt this offense a little bit in terms of, you know, earlier in the year, it was, oh, they're letting Russ cook, they're letting Russ cook, they're finally doing that. And now, lately, they've kind of been pulling off that some, and kind of been being more ball control offense, but he's still seeing targets. I mean, since week 10, 9, 9, 4, 9, 5, 7, like he's getting those targets that he's just not really converting on them. He's been utilized more as a underneath threat. And so where DK is, is getting those deep targets. So, you know, I, I like Tyler Lockett. I think he's a risky play this week, but I still think that you probably play him because I think the good news for Tyler Lockett, at least this week against the Rams, is – that I think DK Metcalf gets 100% shadowed the entire game by Jalen Ramsey, which I think opened things up a little bit more for Tyler Lockett. And Tyler Lockett could see an expanded role this week. We saw the last time they played, he went five for 65, but he also had 156 air yards, which is by far the most he's had. Uh, but prior to that, you'd have to go back to week seven that he's even had over 100 air yards. So uh, they really try to utilize him deep. So I do like this matchup for uh, Tyler Lockett this week. So while I have some skepticism because of how they've utilized him, I do think this could be a nice bounce back spot for Tyler Lockett if you own him that I would be looking at. The other one I want to talk about just really quickly is Marquise Brown. Look at Marquise Brown. Like Marquise Brown, while he was really bad for a, really, uh, a pretty solid stretch here, we know that he was really pissed off. He was bitching. He was complaining. He was going to Twitter at halftime of a football game talking about his role in this offense. But really, since Week 11, I mean, he had 18.5, 14.9, 13, and 15.8 over the last four weeks. And he's also number one in weighted opportunity rating over the last four weeks. Uh, he is 43% of the air yards, uh, mark share of the air yards from the offense, and 37% target share in this offense. So they are trying to get him the ball more. It would help if Lamar Jackson could actually throw the fucking ball deep because they have missed him multiple times because Lamar Jackson – just cannot throw a deep ball right now to save his fucking life. It's super frustrating. This dude has absolute speed, and they just cannot use it because of how bad he's been. It's funny that Trace McSorley could hit him deep, but Lamar Jackson has not been able to do so. But the guy continues to score a touchdown. He has scored a touchdown. You know, he scored a touchdown three state weeks. He did not last week, but he still went six for six receptions for 98 yards. So they're starting to utilize him more and more. So I do like Marquise Brown as a solid wide receiver, low-end wide receiver three this week going against the Giants. Just two guys I want to touch on quickly here, then we'll move over to wide receiver fours to wrap things up. And uh, just Emmanuel Sanders and Rashard Higgins for Manny Sanders gets the Vikings giving up the seventh, seventh most fantasy points per game, two wide receivers. Obviously, no Michael Thomas in the picture. Uh, for that reason, Kev, you were a little bit lower on Drew Brees that we talked about in the quarterback show. But I think Manny Sanders is the clear number one option in that offense. And, you know, the, the matchup sets up well for him. And then Rashard Higgins has been, you know, having himself a couple nice weeks stretch here. He's finished as a wide receiver two in two of his last three games, has at least 75 yards or a score in each of those three 
uh, and he gets the Jets. So really not much else that needs to be said. We talked, I talked about Baker Mayfield rather during the quarterback show. So you can go back and listen to that if you are so inclined. Let's just go over a couple of these wide receiver four rankings because guess what? You guys talked and we listened. There were a bunch of guys who probably should have made the cut or you could have made the the argument for for wide receiver threes over the past couple weeks. So we weren't going deep enough. So here are some wide receiver fours that if you're in deeper leagues, you can definitely look to, to throw in this week. Chase Claypool kicking things off here. Darnell Mooney, Nelson Aguilar, C.D. Lamb, Tim Patrick, Tyler Boyd, Sterling Shepard, D.J. Chark, Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, Sammy Watkins, Michael Pittman. Kev, go ahead and talk about a couple of these wide receiver fours real quick, and then I will touch on some of them from the fantasy pros consensus side of things. Yeah, I just want to really quickly touch on Darnell Mooney. I think that he is certainly in play this week as a flex option. Um, just over the last two weeks, he's, he's put up double-digit fantasy points in each of those two. Uh, he continues to play at least – I mean, he's playing at least 70 to 80% of the snaps every week. He's running a lot of routes. It's a great matchup against Jacksonville. Don't really need to go much further into it than that. I do like Darnell Mooney in this matchup. I think he's he's been a, um, a really good story this year. Somebody who's a fifth-round draft pick, almost a sixth-round pick for Chicago and has really stepped up and has kind of been – you know, a, a big playability guy and somebody that I think that if this offense continues to to hum like this, somebody next year that we could be talking about as a, somebody you'd want to draft, you know, maybe in the, you know, probably the ninth, tenth round, somewhere in that range. I would assume that's where he's going to go. But I, Darnell Mooney has a really high upside and really high ceiling, in my opinion. I like what he's able to bring to the table as, as a pass catcher and as a route runner. Uh, he's one of those dudes with us. 96 percentile 40-yard dash. Somebody that we actually talked about over the offseason is kind of a deep sleeper that has kind of come to fruition a little bit. But I do like Darnell Mooney against the Jags. And then the other guy I want to talk about was Tim Patrick. I think that, you know, he's another guy that people are just kind of undervalue a little bit and what he's been able to do in this offense with a quarterback and Drew Locke who has just been all over the place this year. He shows flashes of upside and then he has other games where he doesn't. But, you know, Tim Patrick has a pretty decent ceiling um, you know, he's had some games this year where he scored 20, 23 against the Jets. He scored 20 against Kansas City. But for the most part, like, he's been a pretty solid contributor this year. Another guy who kind of can give you double-digit fantasy points uh, pretty easily. So I do like this matchup this week where they play the Chargers. The Chargers secondary is atrocious. So I do like Tim Patrick. They're definitely going to have to throw the ball in this game to keep up with Justin Herbert, who bounced back in a really big way last week. Uh, against the Raiders. So I think this is a matchup they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. So I do like Tim Patrick as somebody that you can play. I also think if you wanted to get a little bit different, like, you know, depending on – like in a 16-team league, I think you'd have to be this, this far down to really consider like K.J. Hamler in a championship week, somebody like that. But I do think this offense going against the Chargers, I think they're going to have to put up some points. Yeah, so I, I just think Tim Patrick is a guy that I think you can feel pretty comfortable with this week. And I think, you know, some of these other guys you could you could mention. But overall, I think there's some, there's some names here that you could talk about. But regardless of that, I think that Tim Patrick and Darnell Mooney are two guys that stand out to me. Yeah, just a couple guys I want to touch on uh... – Hopefully for the brand, Tyler Boyd clears concussion protocol. He left that game, uh, I think it was in the second quarter, was diagnosed with a concussion. So hopefully we see him play this week going up against Houston. Obviously that matchup sets sets up well for him. That's going to be a situation where Cincinnati's going to have to throw the ball as well. Sterling Shepard is interesting. I, I mean, he seems to be the, the clear uh, favorite there in terms of targets. I'm uh, glad you touched on – KJ Hamler. Now you would have to be in a, in a much deeper league and you know a little little bit desperate, but 
in that matchup, we saw what he was able to do just on, what, two or three catches when he had the, the two touchdowns a couple weeks ago. Always can break one off and, you know, take one. Jalen Rager sitting all the way, you know, someone else who we're going to have to keep an eye on in terms of uh, in terms of injury, he would be interesting if, if you know if he can come back from his ankle injury. Mention him in the waiver show, but if John Brown gets cleared to come back, I think he makes for an interesting play. And if he doesn't, I think you can look at uh, Gabe Davis again in the in this scenario. So that is going to wrap things up for the wide receiver rankings for week 16. We appreciate you guys rocking with us all year long. If you have any questions, drop them in one of the comments. Join us live Wednesday night around 10 Eastern or Sunday morning when we're giving away that A-Rob signed jersey, 11 a.m. whenever we go live for the game day show. We appreciate you guys. Have a great week and happy holidays from your TFA Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.